Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I finally have my first in front of me guest on today's show, so that is really exciting. I know I've been talking about it for a while, but finally got someone here. A good friend of mine actually just stopped by, a neighborhood friend of mine, and we had a good conversation. No real life lessons or tips, hopefully just some good dialogue where I'm not just talking to myself. Anyways, audio is a little bit rough, so I hope you can bear with me. I'm still working on that, but let's just get into it. All right, my friend here, Doug, welcome. Thank you. You're a professional engineer, a father (laughs) of three. I heard you're a professional ping pong player and uh, quite a brisket smoker, so thanks for coming on to my uh, very small podcast. It's quite the introduction. Yes. (laughs) Some of those things are true. (laughs) Also a fan of two wheels, right? You have a motorcycle? I do. I do. I have a a Triumph Street Triple. And your wife hasn't made you sell it yet? She has one too. Oh. She hasn't made you sell that one too yet? (laughs) I want to sell hers because she never rides hers, but um, the deal is if she sells hers and I get to sell mine, so now we just... Have two bikes that we don't ride. <laughs> I had one and I sold it for a wedding ring. So <laughs> I rode it for years and years and I loved it. I put 10,000 miles on it. I drove it to work and then it sat in my garage like yours did. And I cleaned the gas tank and the carbs out two or three times and I said, all right, that's enough. So I sold it. I fixed it and I sold it and then I got engaged. So that's yeah, the end of my two wheels. Probably story. a smart move. I, mine just sits in my garage. I used to commute on it when I didn't live in the suburbs. But oh, really? Yeah. When I lived in uh, closer to town, where I'm closer to my office, it was like a five mile city streets commute, and it was, it was fun to zip around. Yeah, that's cool. How did you get into engineering? Was that like your uh, lifelong dream? Was that something no. that you always wanted? <laughs> no, it's just. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've known you for a long time. People that are listening don't know, but we've, we're we're good friends. We've known each other for a good three years now. Um, but I don't know that backstory. I don't know like how you got into what you got into. Yeah, that's a good question. I I, I didn't. I kind of just fell into it. You know, I was always good at math and science, and I didn't like writing papers or anything like that. And um, so yeah, I, my parents said I could go to uh, an in-state school. Um, and the, the two big in-state options in Virginia were Virginia Tech and, and UVA. There's some smaller options too, but I wanted to go to a big school and Virginia Tech was a really good engineering school. So okay. I just thought, sure, I'll, I'll apply. And you can actually apply directly to the engineering school when you're in high school and, uh, or you can just apply for general admission. So I just thought, yeah, I'll just apply for this while I'm applying for, uh, general admission. I got in, so. Nice. Yeah. Did you play sports then too or no? No, no. You're not a sports guy. Uh, I I played sports growing up, and um, but nothing. I didn't even I didn't even play varsity sports in, in high school. Just like so, where where does your stuff. competitiveness come from? Of darts <laughs> and pickleball and kickball, yeah. where does that stem from? Well, yeah, I'm really competitive. I'm just not very good at things. <laughs> so. Just mediocre at everything. Or? Yeah. No, you're you're good. You're good. Uh, you're a good uh, ping pong player and pickleball player. Much better than myself, but. It's uh, yeah. I like racket sports and yeah, baseball, softball, t-ball. Yeah. Is your is any of your kids competitive? Do they get into it at all? Uh, or are they like my kids and they give up in five minutes? And my daughter's competitive pissed. to a fault. Yeah, she'll be, be really into it and then freak out when something doesn't go her way and just start crying and meltdown and 
Yeah. Like a tennis racket smasher, just like oh yeah, yeah, smash the racket, yeah, <laughs> run, storm off, everything. She'll blame the ball, blame the racket, everything. So I don't know. need to work on that. It's the equipment. It's it's always <laughs> the equipment. It's never the operator. So, well, you know, this is kind of a dad's type of show, or that's kind of what I talk about, and and uh, so let's. I guess we'll get into that and get that out of the way. So you have three kids. Um, how do you feel about three children? Um, now you love them, right? I mean, sure, right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you mean the number three? Yeah, well, how did you come about? I mean, you had two, you were set. You have a boy and a girl, and then you added, like, this this wagon third wheel here. Yeah, Tara always wanted, like, six, my wife. Wow. Um, and uh, that was before we started having the kids. And then <laughs> as we started having them, I think, sure, expectations. <laughs> the realization that this lower. is hard. Like, yeah, they're hard, they're expensive, they're a lot of work. Um yeah, how did we end up on three? Oh, it was... Oh, <laughs> I guess we can talk, talk about that. It was that bike night we went on. Okay. Uh, it, it was... Uh, yeah, you, were, we, you were always... You, were, you didn't care. You were down for three. Your wife kind of wanted mul- like a multiple, but you were just like, whatever. If, if she wants that, I, I think after that. two, we were kind of on the fence. And then, um, yeah, we <laughs> went on that uh, epic bike night with tequila and uh, wine in the park. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That night, <laughs> that it happened that night. The, the the magic happened that night. Okay. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I was like meant to schedule a vasectomy at some point and never never did. Oh, so you, dr- you drug your feet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> well, that's always it. Always ends up that way because we had a party, and that's how we got pregnant with our second. Is we had some friends over, and some some booze was flowing, and it just it just happens when you're in your mid thirties. So it's just yeah. the way it goes. But you can't just have one. Anyway, they, they, they need no, a friend, another friend of mine in, in Vegas told me never to have one kid because it'll mentally, not mentally mess up. I don't want to like say that, but it'll, it just, it doesn't give the kid that extra dynamic of having a sibling. So then we had one and then he had one and then we had our second. And then I'm asking him, when is his second coming? And he's like, oh, we're not having a second. And I was like, you just, you gave me a pep talk <laughs> on why to have two children. And now you're not you're not even taking your own advice. So yeah, it's like if you're in for an inch, you gotta in for the mile. Is that the uh, you just gotta what's, do it? What's the right? expression? Yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Well, it's always like one sucks because it changes your life forever, right? And your 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 whole life changes. And then two is like much harder, right? Yeah. Not not that much different than one. But then the third, I well, I stopped at two, of course. But how did the third? It's yeah, no different. Really. No different. <laughs> yeah. Just a little different dynamic. I mean, you already had the minivan, right? Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, well, you got to buy a new car, but you already have that handled. So yeah, going from three to two wasn't uh, that big of a shock, honestly, because my oldest is six and she's pretty self-sufficient. You know, um, well, I have a four-year-old and a nine-month-old now, and you know, it's. You just you know focus your attention on the one that the one that needs it the most. Is, yeah, the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a lot of our friends, I mean, I commend you and Tara and our other friends. Well, Jim just had his third, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was just mentioning to, or his wife was talking to my wife, and they have to buy a new car now because they can't fit three car seats in the back of her SUV. Yeah, and uh, Adi and Rupin just had their. Second, third, third, yeah. Golly, Chris and Amber have three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's the cool thing to do, man. Hills have three. It's yeah, it's wild. No, we're done. My (laughs) wife, my wife has been. She she can't be repaired. They the doctor went in there and and 
cut and tied and zipped and burned and whatever they do and and handled that. So, but she does still want me to be the best actor. Just uh, because we had we actually had not like a pregnancy scare, but it was just maybe a month ago and Megan was late. Like she her tubes are removed, <laughs> but she was late by like a week. Huh? And she told me and she said, "Hey, I should have had." my cycle or whatever and she didn't and then we were buying furniture we were looking went to a furniture store just to randomly look at bunk beds and uh she's telling me this and then i start to panic and i think my blood pressure went up and but is it even possible if (laughs) what is it one in a hundred or something like that your tubes have to like what untangle and grow back i'm not a doctor i think they can reconnect (laughs) supposedly it's like one out of so many can reconnect oh man but that was literally, I mean, that happened four years ago, Kennedy's four, so, yeah. I, but still, it, it gave us that, that moment of panic of, oh my God, like our life was flashing before our eyes, so, <laughs> so you guys willingly did this, and we were freaking out, like 19-year-old kids that didn't know what we were doing, so, so yeah, I just, I commend you guys, you, you uh, bit the bullet on that, so. Yeah, we had a brief moment where we only had one childcare bill. I think it was like six months. <laughs> we only had one kid in childcare because my daughter's in kindergarten, which is, you know, basically free. Oh, and I was well. I was talking to your wife too last night because we just had a party at your house last night, and I'm I'm a stay home parent, and I was talking to some of the other the moms because there's no other stay at home dads around here. <laughs> but I was talking to the moms that are stay at home parents, and I was asking them about working. And they were saying, like, there's no way that they can work and this and that with um, schedules of their spouses and stuff like that. Like, leaving town or working overnights and, and all that, like TJ does. Yeah. And and then your wife was sitting there, and I asked her, I said, how, I don't know how you guys do it with now three kids, but before, before say before COVID. Because she said it's really easy now that COVID is here because you're working from home. You're not running offices, and she says she feels like a renewed woman, and she has her life back, and she yeah. can cook dinners and everything else. But prior to COVID, you only had two kids, and yeah, it was it was. She said it was just survival. Like it was, yeah, it was not great, honestly, because we we live thirty minutes away from the office, and we pay for childcare for all of our kids, and so you get and they happen to be in different places at different times. You could just because the schools have whatever different ages for kids and so yeah we spend 15 20 minutes dropping off the kids then 30 minutes commuting and then working all day downtown and you know in a big office building and then at the end of the day not even at the end of the day come four o'clock everyone's still working you, you look at your watch and you're like shit i gotta get my kid before five otherwise they, they you know you get the, charged the meter right? starts rolling yeah and you pay like seven bucks an hour i don't know what it is but um you gotta haul your ass out of there and and you know repeat the whole thing by the time you get home you're you're just like frazzled exhausted the kids are like what's going on (laughs) right then you have to like figure dinner out and you have to get kids ready for bed essentially because you're getting home yeah and you're working till you know what four and then you get kids at five and then you barely have time to eat dinner right you start the dinner routine 6 37 yeah it's like yeah but yeah we did that for a long time um and I, i guess that was normal but not anymore now we're now we work from home and it's Yes, I totally agree. It's if you went back, if you went back, would that be a would that be a hard switch? Yeah, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> I'd find a new job. Uh, yeah, it's well, that's where we're at because I could go back to work, but my hours of work would be totally shit compared to Megan's. It would be worse than Megan's because blue collar work starts at like five in the morning and then goes till whenever you get done. You know, 
with construction and stuff. And that's kind of what I'm used to. So that's, what's been kind of holding us back. And then plus all your money goes to childcare. Yeah. Our days now are, are, are amazing. We wake up, Lila gets on the bus and, and we drop our other two kids at, at daycare, which, you know, it takes 15 minutes or so. And then mm-hmm. the house is quiet and both get on our computers and yeah. It's, and go about your day. It's like you're adults. <laughs> With <laughs> no kids. For and it's silent <laughs> except for your phone calls. And, it's so weird. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom calls or whatever. It's great. So Tara had um, kind of a rough third pregnancy though, right? Oh, yeah. How did that, what, what happened there? How did that kind of go oh, down? Oh, man. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, I'm not a doctor, but, uh, they essentially told us that at 24 weeks or something like that, they told us that she was in danger of going into labor at 24 weeks. Wow. Um, and we were, it was one of those normal, like, here's the ultrasound deals. And, um, but then they brought, brought us into our room afterwards and, you know, that's, Oh, like, that's like the, that's the key. That's, that's when you do that. That's a no, no. Right? They never bring you into a, to a room to tell you something good. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. So I was like, I've never been in a room before. This is, you know, it's like a table and, uh, you know, an office type thing. And what is this room for? And then, yeah, that's what we figured out. They told us that our, um, our son was in danger of like coming any moment. So they had to put, um, What's it called? Uh, basically, a staple in her uterus. There's a medical term for it to like just to keep it in there. Yeah, just to keep it in there. Um, and then they told her that oh no, that went okay for like a couple of weeks, maybe maybe a week or two, and then they she they went back to see like is it working? Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, uh, shit, and no, it's not working. You need to just stay here. You need to stay in the hospital until the baby comes. You lie down and don't move. <laughs> Just lie down. Stay there. For how many months was she right. in that type of predicament? Uh, it was, I remember it was the week or two before Halloween, she went into the hospital and didn't come out until uh, after New Year's. Oh my God. So, yeah. So you went in for a, just a routine appointment. Yeah. And then you came out with no wife and thrown <laughs> to the wolves of here's two kids do your job go well yeah a little bit different she went to that appointment on her own oh. thinking it'd just be like a check in the box or whatever oh right. yeah everything's fine and she calls me and she's like ah, i'm not coming back i was just like what i was like i'm making dinner like where are you i need you i guess i'll eat your food and she's like no i'm not coming back like at all uh I was like, what yeah it didn't really sink in so then you started from that point just being single dad pretty much yeah so i had all i only had two kids at that point mm-hmm. but yeah that was definitely a transition from going from two parents to one parent how did that how did you get through that because you told me earlier that you are you know months ago when we kind of talked about this that you were got your kids like on a schedule a little bit you were you were mr dad and yeah and getting them aligned out and it was an adjustment for sure like right when we found out tara's mom offered to like get on a flight like right then and come up and my parents said, you know, whatever you need, we'll come help. And I was just like, I don't know how long this is going to be. I didn't want to do like a, a set all these, these things up and then it's a week or a few yeah. days. Or even, if, or the opposite. What if it's, you know, we were a long way away from nine months at that point. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, I don't, I don't want my parents <laughs> with me for four months or whatever right. it would have been. So yeah, I, I just, um, 
don't know. How did I manage that? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, and I like to try to give tips on this little show. And if you have any tips for for guys that are experiencing that same thing, or any parent experiencing that same thing, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't know how you. I think I was scared, but my kids were when I started doing this stay at home dad stuff. And right when we moved here, my kids were one and a half and four and a half. So I was freaked out. I was, Megan left for work and she was gone all day. And I'm looking around thinking to myself how, well, I have to like figure out dinner. And I have to figure out like all this stupid stuff that like my yeah. wife takes, <laughs> that I take for granted clearly yeah. that she used to handle. And it, it there was like this learning curve, but. Yeah. You, you stepped up. Like. I would say it definitely changed me as a dad, for sure. Really? Because I think before uh, Tara left for three months, that left. <laughs> she got quarantined in the hospital or whatever happened. She was, uh, I was more, I tried to, for better or for worse, I was more fun than she was. You know, she, she you were the laid back kind of fun dad. And yeah. she was more of the, the rule, the, the hammer kind yeah, of, so it, to speak. Exactly. Yeah. And then when she was gone. I tried to, you know, I didn't think I needed to change, but then after, you know, a week or two of the kids, you know, running over you, running, yeah, running all over me and taking advantage of me, I, I quickly became the Mister No. I was <laughs> fun, Dad. He's dead. Yeah. He's gone. The answer is no. The default answer is no. You know, and then yeah, the transition to them, you know, giving them rewards here and there, but right. the default was had to lay down the law. No, that no means so much to kids too when you say it. Oh, when yeah, you just say, it. "Oh, can I have something?" No, <laughs> just it's it's like the judge, right? Just coming down. It's yeah, great. I never said it before. I, I didn't <laughs> want to. I was like, "Oh yeah, I could." I, sure, candy for before you even eat dinner. Why not? Like it's. Uh, yeah, I know. I play the. I play the. I play the card sometimes, and I. I don't even think I do it maliciously to my wife, but I will play this card where one of my kids will come up and ask for something whether it be a cookie or playing painting or whatever and i i just volley the ball to my wife <laughs> and i'm like i don't know sweetie how about you ask your mom because i don't i, I don't want to say yes and then have her think no right yeah does that make sense or i don't want to say no and be the dick i, I guess yeah or the or another scenario is you it, you don't really care one way or the other, exactly. but you give an answer and then you're in trouble with your wife because yes. that's not the answer she wanted you right. to give. And yeah, you know, I say that Olivia can paint and then Megan looks at me and says, I don't, we, we can't, we don't have time to paint. We're doing <laughs> A, B and C or cooking dinner. Or we're going to, or we're doing, and then, and then you have to backpedal and say, no, 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 no. I, I said you could paint, but no, you can't. Yeah. Paint. Sorry. Yeah. And then you feel like an asshole. Yeah. yeah I, I get in trouble for um, saying, well, mom said you, can't do this. Her mom said to do that. And then I, I get in trouble with my wife because she said that, that makes me look bad because, you know, because you said, I, I said, no, but you did say no. <laughs> it's like, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, Oh, you okay. To, you okay. have to own your no. <laughs> you got to own it. All right. Well, so when mom says no, that really means we said no. I, I don't know. I'm still learning. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. There's a hierarchy in, in the house. And yeah. sometimes your kids will let you know that, Who's the boss? And they'll say, "Mom's the boss." And okay, well, yeah, we should. I should ask my kids. That. I'm the second in command, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So it's it would fine, probably. My daughter would probably say she's the boss. 
Lila, yeah, she would. She's pretty strong-willed. <laughs> what, uh, do you think, okay, so do you think when your wife was in the hospital, did that have any effect on, like, your children? When <sighs> Just when mom is gone, you know, you know where we, did it, do you think anything? We saw the pictures on, our TV does, like, a screensaver um, uh, when it is just idle and it shows pictures of whatever, my Amazon backup photos. Right. And um, we saw some pictures of when, Tara was in the hospital last year. We could go visit her in the parking lot. Um, wasn't technically allowed, but we were allowed to take her on walks. I was the only one in allowed in the hospital because of COVID or whatever. Right. And then I could take her on walks around the parking lot. And then one of the nurses said, you know, if like, you know, you happen to see your kids out there, you know, no one would really know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, we did all these parking lot visits um, with the kids. And uh, we asked the kids when that photo popped up, like, hey, how long do you think mom's in the hospital last year? And they're like, um, probably three days. <laughs> We're just like, okay, they've forgotten all about this. They have zero concept of time. <laughs> like the time, they don't have no idea. But I, I don't know if it changed them. I don't, I don't, maybe probably just got to bond more with them. So we talked. We talked about. I was going to ask you about parenting style between you and your wife, but we kind of already talked about that. So helicopter parent versus non-helicopter parent. Are you, you don't really fall in that category. Do you? I'm pretty non-helicoptery, <laughs> I would say. Maybe to a fault. Maybe I should helicopter more. <laughs> I'm, I, I give my kids a little more space than my wife does. I don't know if your wife is more helicoptery than, than you are, but my wife is more than me. And for example, I was outside doing yard work just a week ago or so. And Kennedy was on her little power wheels out there in the street. Or not, she's on the sidewalk. She asked me if she could go to the neighbor's house, the next driveway, and I said, sure, go ahead. So I'm back to raking leaves, like, over here or something, and she goes off, and then Megan, I see my wife jump off the porch in her socks with no shoes and <laughs> sprint Usain Bolt style down the sidewalk to chase after a child that was in a power wheel. <laughs> was she, like, going to get hit by a car? Yeah, no, she just was too far away, and, <laughs> and Kennedy got in trouble. <laughs> and then I got in trouble because I allowed it. So um, I do see her point, but that just kind of is a uh, goes to show our parenting style. So yeah, I'm a little more laid back, and I kind of let the kids do whatever, and and she does not. <laughs> we we try and let the kids go off and you know get away from us a little bit, but they they always seem to come back. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. But, you know, we'll say, oh, yeah, run over to Josh's house or run over to so-and-so's house. And they're like, no, Dad, come with me. Like, All right. Well, that's fair. Well, Doug turns and looks and he's like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> oh, okay. After school is the best because they all – my daughter's in first grade and there's a couple other – there's like a second grader and a third grader and maybe some other first graders within, you know, side of our house and they'll, they'll go ring our doorbell or my daughter will go ring their doorbell and they're just running between houses and it's pretty good setup it's like free child care so then yeah they just really monitor each other and and you watch them for five and a half minutes and then they watch them for five and a half minutes and this serpentine back and forth yeah we know they're like at one of four to five houses so do you ever feel like you overparent your kids like get too hard on i feel like i'm too hard on my kids sometimes i yell at my son about pooping a lot <laughs> it's just wearing on me. the battle the, the duty battles yeah the pooping battles yeah he he's almost four and he still is touch and go and pooping on the potty and it's just yeah 
That's weird how kids just hang on to that. It's going to make me an old man, I think. You're getting gray. I can see. You might be getting a little bit of gray there in your beard. But yeah, I feel like I snap at him a little too much and come down for just like not listening stuff. And and it's always I'll, I'll say stuff and then I'll regret it. Two seconds later, I'm like, Ugh. like yeah, you really weren't doing something that awful, but I was at my wit's end and you weren't listening. Yeah, it's the, and the, I accum- off. the accumulation of things over the course of the day or the hour or whatever. And then, yeah, it, it definitely sometimes the breaking point. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm doing psychological damage. It's <laughs> <laughs> like being overprotective and, and not letting them you know, be independent or figure things out on their own or experiencing what dirt tastes like or whatever. And I'm just afraid that that will or could hinder them, you know, when they get older. And Are you saying you would stop them from eating the dirt? No, I think I'd just let them do it. You know, like I'm not necessarily eat dirt, but certain things like that, like experience certain things and and make those mistakes. What You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. This it's I I think a lot when I'm here by myself. Yeah, but. it's a fine line. <laughs> like we're just ice skating. It's like, do I hold her the whole time, or do I just so I let her fall the whole time? Right. It's kind <laughs> of. I guess yeah. that's kind of a good analogy for parenting. Right. Do you do you are you always there to catch them, or do you do you let them fall and pick themselves back up and dust themselves off and be upset and and try again? You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a. I don't know. Every kid is, seems different though, and. They take that differently. Sometimes Olivia will get pissed and be done, and sometimes she'll get back up. She felt we, you and I went ice skating a month and a half ago or so. Falls. <laughs> and there was a lot of falls, and she loved it though. She kept getting back up. But I've roller skated without here with her here in my driveway, and she's fallen twice and said, "Fuck it, throw on the, <laughs> throw on the roller skates," and and she was done. So, oh, that's a good gift idea. I should get some roller skates for her because. She keeps asking for these things and I'm not going to get her. Be prepared for tears. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just they're coming with roller skates, but she'll get it. Did you just roller skates or roller blades? She did. She got skates. I don't know why we chose skates over blades, but I grew up on roller blades. That was more, well, I guess I grew up on skates, but then they transitioned when, what, when we were probably middle school age or so. And they kind of went to that inline skate situation. But yeah, we just got her old school roller skates and. And, uh, and she, she likes them, but we'll see if she sticks with it. All right. So that was part one of my very first in-person guest show. So thank you to Doug for coming in and spending the time with me, just some different stories, different perspectives. So a little insight into someone else's life. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that and you didn't have to listen to me drone on by myself for 20 minutes. So that's a plus, right? We did talk more, but I will break it up into another show, so please stay tuned for that. So, thank you for listening. Please reach out to me with any questions or comments at VegasRamer on Instagram or through podbean.com. And as always, you can find this podcast on all the big platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, as well as Google Podcast. And that's it. I will talk to you next week.